Entrepreneurs Board of Investors is challenging America to pitch the next big idea during a 60-second pitch. Welcome to the boardroom. I'm Nicole Walters. I'm the CEO and founder of Inherit Learning Company, a business education firm. Hi, I'm Mark Randolph. I was co-founder and first CEO of Netflix. Now I'm a mentor, investor, and Silicon Valley entrepreneur. Hi, I'm Kim Perrell. I am the CEO of 100.co, and I am an award-winning entrepreneur, angel investor, and best-selling author. My name is Peter Goldberg. I'm the founder of PLG Ventures, an early-stage venture capital firm. I'm also the host of the show. It's Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch, presented by Amazon Business, with support from State Farm and T-Mobile for Business. Okay, who's ready to make some money? Let's hear the first pitch. Ten years ago, I quit my job working at Goldman Sachs as a distressed investment trader, uh, and I quit Wall Street for Wall Street. Apothecary is a natural pharmacy. We provide clean alternatives to over-the-counter drugs and supplements for stress, skin, beauty, everything in between, and we personalize herbal medicine for your unique needs. Not only was I a minority founder, my parents were both immigrants, and so Part of my journey of becoming who I am today is to stand up and be a model for other people that look just like me. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. Hi, my name is Shizu. Like, she went to the zoo. My name is, I am from Apothecary, the founder and CEO of Apothecary. A few years ago, I quit my job working on Wall Street to become an entrepreneur on Wall Street. Today, Apothecary is what I call Mother Nature's Pharmacy. Pharmacy with an F, using food as medicine. We personalize results based on your unique mind-body constitution by taking a simple quiz on our website. More than ever, people today are seeking clean, plant-based ingredients for their health, and that's where we come in. Apothecary offers clean, natural alternatives to over-the-counter supplements using synthetic ingredients. To date, in less than two years, we've grown from zero, completely bootstrapped, to now doing over eight figures in revenue, shipping to over 22 countries Five, worldwide, four, and just launched in Urban Outfitters. Two, so you're seeking $50,000 in a safe note. Time's up. So what did you guys think of Shizu in that pitch? She seems like a really cool girl. I appreciate how fresh she is, and I think all that aligns with her brand. She's done a lot in just two years, scaling to eight figures. She sounds like she's been in the game for a while, and she's a bit more of a pro. So Bootstrap says one thing, $10 million says another. Yeah, no, listen, $10 million, if that's the number, is mm -hmm. actually pretty impressive. But I want to know the unit economics. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, you could do that by losing money hand over fist. Right. And I, there's a lot that's unsaid here. It's not adding up. Yeah. 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 I would agree. She did a good pitch and I think it's a big market opportunity. But 50k at what valuation? What's she going to use the funds on? It's going to go quickly. Yeah, there's well. something fishy about the 50k. Yeah. I mean, that really gives me pause. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like there's a lot of questions still outstanding. It's time to vote. Well, it looks like all three of you want to hear more. I can't wait to hear how this one goes. Let's open the doors. Yes! Yes! Welcome to the boardroom. Thank you for having me. Hi, Shizu. Hi. All three investors wanted to hear more, and they voted to bring you in. 
<laughs> I'm ready. Yeah, I love it. You did great. And the growth on your company is incredible. So it's Thank great you. to see. Yes. I was wondering a little bit if you could tell me more about the valuation. So 50K. Yes. And on a safe? Yeah, so it's a safe note. Um, we've closed actually 3.45 of that already. So we have only 50K left in the round, but uh, it's a 40 million cap, uh, the lesser of 10% the discount to the next round or 40 million as the next valuation, which is about implied 4X multiple to our trailing 12 month revenue. So we're all fighting over the last 50K? <laughs> Basically. So that's the trailing 12 months. What are you thinking then? forward 12 months looks yeah. like? So we're actually, we're 100% direct to consumer right now. But next year, we're able to open up our doors for retail expansion, as well as open up our own direct to consumer retail stores um, in New York, LA, as well as San Francisco. So we estimate to be about double again. So we launched at zero in 2020, um, closed out the year over 5 million in revenue, and we'll hit over 10 million in revenue this year as well. Great. Yeah. How many SKUs do you have? So we have about, this isn't all. Yeah, that's what uh, I was this wondering. This is our blends, but we also have single herbs. And so the single herbs is what I think about sort of the next level to the blends. Like we got you, then you got those with the single herbs so that they can actually customize their own. So there's maca, reishi, ashwagandha root, rhodiola. I mean, there's so many. And so we are really building that authority voice and messaging around herbal medicine that has never been done before in the US. So Sisu, I'm really impressed with the revenue growth. I mean, $5 million to $10 million. I'm gonna do the math in a second, but what's the margin you have? About 70%. 70%? Correct. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's wonderful. What I'm really curious about is, let's talk about the life of a single customer. How many of them order a second time? Actually, very high. So our retention rate right now is about 46%, which I believe is in the top quartile of retention rates. Wow, fantastic. Really impressive. So I have a hard-hitting question. Sure. I mean, you're treading the line of conventional medicine, and how are you navigating that? You know, there are people who are going to be concerned that you may be tr drifting into an area that you shouldn't be, and there may be licensing issues. So I would hate to invest and then find out that you got shut down in a couple of different markets. Sure, yeah, no, it's a it's a great question. I mean, given my experience having worked in the juice space as well, I'm very familiar with the FDA and sort of the dietary, dietary supplement labeling requirements as well as the legalities. We can't ever say this is going to cure or treat, which we never do. We always say this will support. This has been used over 5,000 years based on customers just like you using user-generated content. 90% of those customers have said X to Y improvement. Clearly, since you're raising money, uh, you're not cash flow positive. We are. You are cash flow positive. Correct. We just want to grow faster. And yes. so the money, what's this, the source of funds is going to be, the, the funds is going to be used for what? Team. So we actually just got our $2 million line of credit in conjunction with this three and a half million of equity. So we're going to use the line of credit for our growing inventory needs, including coconut, bottles, labels, Everything with shipping right now is taking almost six months of a longer period. We don't want to use equity financing to buy coconut powder. Doesn't make any sense. So we want to use the equity financing for things like retail stores, our CapEx higher needs like staff, training, um, retail outlets, investments into claims and studies, really high on return on equity type of investments. Shizu, you said that with this three and a half million of equity, so far it's only 3.45. Correct. And all three of them ultimately wanted to open the doors. Is anybody prepared to make an offer? I am absolutely prepared to make an offer. And not only will I give you your 50K to close this thing out, I'm an influencer myself. So it would be 
more than my pleasure and my honor to support another business that reminds me of how I grew up with not just the funds, but also the following yeah. and uh, help bring more people to the Apothecary brand. Appreciate it. Well, not so fast, Nicole. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's clear this isn't just about the money. I think what I could perhaps contribute, which is even more valuable, is actually help with the business. I certainly don't have the social media following uh, Nicole does. <laughs> I don't either, don't worry. But I do have uh, probably 30 to 40 years of e-commerce experience, uh, including building quite a few companies to a fairly large scale, doing very, very similar things. And so I think that really is what I think I could bring to the party if you found uh, that party. interesting. I love it. Appreciate it, thank you. Wow, you've got some great offers here, and I think at this point, second time founder, definitely, I can see how you will get to an exit. Just given my current investment thesis, I'm passing. Thank you. You like investing in companies that don't get to an exit. Well, I think given the supply chain currently <laughs> right now, you have, like, there is going to be challenges and there's gonna be a lot of, this isn't the last race she's going to need. So I just am looking ahead and I just think for me, See, my flaw is I like all these kind of companies. So I'm, a, right. I'm a believer. Yeah, I'm a believer. I want to get in there and get dirty. So, I mean, I may not have 30, 40 years of experience. That's true. And you wouldn't be wrong choosing either one of us unless you didn't choose me. And I will tell you right now that as a woman-owned entrepreneur who understands the use of these products and yeah. some of the lines that kind of cater towards women, I really can speak the language of Apothecary. She's a, you have two offers on the table. If anything, they're selling you more than you selling them for the money. I'm a little confused here, what's going on? You need to make a decision. Who do you want to go with? Nicole! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Awesome. Thank you. I'm so excited. Thank you. I've lost deals before, but. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, that's, that's going to be an awesome company. No, it and is going to be. And I think they'll really awesome benefit company. from having you uh, behind them. No, I'm really excited to see what she does. Um, her heart's in it, and it's not her first time at the rodeo, so I, I think we'll be able to pull out something great. I'm happy to sell it to any of you after the fact. <laughs> Sounds good. And a nice markup, I assume. Well, nice yeah, markup, for sure. For sure. I learned a thing or two. <laughs> So you had two investors basically throwing money at you, selling you to invest. Why did you choose Nicole? You know, it, it was a combination of a lot of things. I felt like we really connected on air. We came from the same city of DC. And not only that, she's a minority female and we need to have more minority females writing checks. I'm going to be that one day. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now let's hear the next pitch. I started Bloom Bras because I couldn't find a sports bra that worked for me. When I ran my first half marathon, I uh, did what a lot of women do, which is wear two sports bras at once or an underwire under a sports bra. And I had no skin left from the chafing. I sat on it for a couple years and I kept looking for inspiration. And finally, a couple years ago, I decided if I didn't do this now, that nobody was going to do it. And so took matters into my own hands. I'm, I'm slightly nervous. Uh, I've watched several seasons, and so I'm excited to see what the elevator situation is and to meet the investors. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. 
Hi, I'm Elise Kay, and I founded Bloom Bras out of frustration after years of not being able to find a sports bra that worked for me. It's an engineering challenge, not a design flaw. So I brought in the top minds from NASA, shipping and packaging experts, Oprah's corset maker to help me bring my vision to life. We are now the most body-inclusive line on the market, ranging from a 28C to a 56L, designed to lift versus squish, empowering women of all shapes, sizes, and stages of life to feel good while moving, with partnerships with like Macy's, REI, and Title IX. 70% of women are a D cup or above in the United States. The average dress size is a 14, 16, which is a 46, Band. No brands are going after this market. The pandemic has been really great for our business with, with online sales skyrocketing, with more women working out at home. We need help to scale with new hires, Five, resources four, to uh, three, develop new product development two, and one. marketing. Time's up. Well, I did not hear any ask whatsoever. Did any of you three hear something that I didn't? No idea, actually. There was what she's a lot of before. things missing from that pitch. I yeah. mean, she, she didn't talk about her traction, about her revenues. The impression I got is she doesn't really know all that stuff. She seems kind of homegrown. So I'm a little concerned. It wasn't a very strong pitch. I have no idea what she's asking for. You know, potentially it's unique. I mean, I certainly haven't heard someone go after that angle in the market before. So I'm a little intrigued, but I don't know. Well, it's time to vote. Well, it looks like Mark and Nicole want to hear more. Let's open the doors. Yay! Welcome to the boardroom. Hi, guys. Hi, Hi. Hi. I have to admit, I'm a little surprised you're up here because most of the discussion had to do with you didn't ask for anything. You didn't talk about sales, but Mark and Nicole both wanted to hear more. So take it away. Wonderful. Um, well, let me start by telling you about the product. So product was designed specifically for women who are curvy, which as I mentioned in the pitch, is 70% of women, they're D cup or above. So our sales have been dramatically shifting in the past year and a half as we've more and more people are at home to an online business. So our sales right now are about 225,000 per year. So as that has scaled up, so has a lot of our repeat business and our CAC has gone down substantially, our LTV has gone up substantially. Um, so about the product itself, it was designed, seams on the back, uh, this is all wicking and mesh. These will ride along the edges of your back. So as women, you know, as we go through different times throughout the month and as our bodies heat up, we actually expand contract about 10%, which is about one cup size. Elise, I'm yes. sorry, I gotta stop you. I yes, mean, you're please. talking so much about the product, and yeah, frankly, yeah, yeah. you got two bra experts up here. I okay. mean, we've been wearing them our whole life, yeah. and I don't think these guys are gonna get sold on the product. Okay. We wanna know about you and your business. Yeah. Why did you even decide to get into this? So I ran a half marathon, and I did what so many women do, which is I wore an underwire bra under a sports bra. Yep. I had no skin left from the chafing and from the hooks. And so I said, there's gotta be a better solution. But I'm up here, I mean, I've, I didn't actually even say to come up the elevator because okay. I still don't know your ask. I mean, I'm an investor. I'm yeah. looking for great ideas to invest in, in people. And we still, what is the ask? So the ask is 500,000 for 10% of the company. Okay. As you've certainly been beaten up enough by some of the things missing from the pitch, but I did learn something critical. 
Oprah has her own corset maker? <laughs> Oprah has her own everything. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, so, my question really more specifically is yes. that, is this just the first product in a line? Is this a brand or is it a product? So the patent that we have on this particular product is designed so that it can eventually move into activewear, swimwear, sundresses, and sleep. And Elise, honestly, I gotta have your back here with this one, Mark. You don't have these things, but I'm telling you, when you start tucking them into your waistband, yes. you're really looking for the right bra, okay? Right. Um, but I wanna know, is that the right bra? Because my big issue is finding something that fits right and feels right around my waist, but also on my arms. And I'm not gonna invest in anything I don't try. So, are you ready to put it up? I would love to, absolutely. So, let me, you know what? This is how I would be if I was working with you, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> So you're telling me that yep, the so, straps are nice and mm, thick. Mm -hmm. There's a clip okay. right in the center. I see that. Mm -hmm. That's gonna make it easier to zip up. And I've gotta say, this this design seems proprietary. Yes, this is what we have patented. And there are no wires. No wires. So then each strap's gonna adjust to whatever feels good to you, and then each cup is gonna adjust. And they're nice and thick, I will say. Honestly, Kim, I gotta, I gotta tell you, I look good and I feel good. You do look good, <laughs> you do look good. Then one should go home with There's you. So, honestly, like. Yeah. One of the things I was struggling with with your pitch was that I just didn't understand. Yes. This is one of those products which can be difficult for marketing, yes. but once you have it on, it makes a lot more sense. Thank you so much, right. and it looked wonderful on you. Thank you. Nicole, you have set a standard, and I'm kind of wondering what happens when the next person out of the elevator is selling boxer shorts. I'm just saying, you gotta try the product before you buy the product. <laughs> this was more than I bargained for from this pitch. Does anybody have any further questions or is somebody prepared to make an offer? I do know that you said you want 500K. Where's it gonna go? It's going to new hires, marketing, and new product expansion. How's it look with inventory for you right now? Is everything made out of country or So I actually helped to build a sustainable factory in Sri Lanka. So we are not running into any of the supply chain issues that so mm. many others are running into. Our supply chain actually has been very pleasantly um, unaffected. Mark and Nicole. You wanted to hear more. Did you get what you needed? So I'll, I'll, I'll say I'm going to pass. Okay. I love how passionate you are about the product, but I know from experience the product was only a very, very small part of being successful in this type of venture. And I just haven't learned enough to make myself comfortable that this is going to end up being a solid investment for me. So I have to tell you that the product does feel great. However, what I'd really be interested in more is your supply chain and the fact that you're able to get things in, which means that if you're wedded to the bras, then I don't know if it's for me. So at this point, I think I'm gonna have to pass. Okay. I think when looking for the next amount of investors, like getting your pitch, just really articulate on what the ask is, what the growth is, and how you're gonna scale and use the money is really important. Okay. Well, Lisa, it doesn't look like there's gonna be a deal made today, but we wanted to thank you for coming in. Well, thank you guys for having me. Slide a couple of those into my green room. Done. <laughs> <laughs> it never feels good to say no. Ugh. She's early, though. I think she's early. It's great that she's got a patent. I think there's opportunity, but again, supply chain, I do agree. And a lot of skews. So how is she going to carry the inventory without a lot of cash? Was it conscious and deliberate that you left out so many components of the pitch that are in a normal pitch? Um, with one minute, there's a lot to the story that I wanted to be told. Um, 
So I think if I were to do it again, obviously I would throw in the ask and, and a little bit more about our sales. And now today's Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm. When faced with the uncertainty of the pandemic, Nick Fatos of Starbright Floral Design continued to bring happiness to their customers with discounted virtual bouquets while delivering the actual bouquet at a later, safer time. Thank you for being our Main Street Hero of the Week, supported by State Farm. Learn more at statefarm.com slash smallbusiness. Now let's hear the next pitch. I think our solution is really new in the industry. We want everybody to have their own apps. And website building has been very easy, and app building should be the same. We're super excited to be here. I mean, this is, this is a dream come true. I, we've been watching a lot back home in Mongolia, and to be here, this is, this is like unbelievable, yeah. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. Hi, my name is Ija. I'm the CEO of Tomyo EdTech. So me and my co-founders are from Mongolia, and we previously worked at IBM, Amazon, coming from very technical backgrounds. Two years ago, we packed our bags and went back to Mongolia to create this language learning app. And it's been hugely successful. Within five months, we had 180,000 users and 800 plus mentors and tutors on the app, and we're making 15K in MMR. And ever since then, we've been white labeling our core technology with the clients and been improving our uh, app building experiences for them. And now, today, we fully automated the app deployment process. So creators and content creators can have their branded app simply by drag and drop, upload their content, and submit to app stores and play stores. We even created an elevator pitch company app. Five. Are you guys ready four, to go ahead and three, launch this? Two, one. Time's up. Again, an entrepreneur that didn't have an ask. What do you guys think about this? I mean, you got to ask for what you want, and they're missing the mark with that in their pitch. I mean, you're selling yourself, but how are we supposed to help you? I mean, I guess they assume it goes without saying or something. We it's... just need money. <laughs> a lot of money. A lot but of we're money. we're not sure how much. These are elevator stories. That's not right. Not really elevator right. pitches. That's right, <laughs> that's right. I think what I'm thrown off about is that she said something about 15K in monthly revenue. Like, gosh, I wonder if this is going to be the big million dollar ask. Well, what that would mean is that 180,000 users if 15K MRR equals $180,000 annually, that would be a dollar a year? Yeah. There was also some lack of clarity about what she's really proposing. Because I think those numbers were for the language app, not for the app building app. Or, I'm confused. Well, but that should tell the whole story. But you guys have to vote, and then we'll make a decision if we want to bring her up or not. Looks like that's three no's. Unfortunately, we got to send her down. Going down. Did you come in all the way from Mongolia? Oh, we did. It's, it's like almost two days flight from here. Oh, man. <laughs> so you came in for two days for 60 seconds. It was an incredible experience. It was worth it. 
The main reason the investors didn't open the doors is they were just sort of confused on really what you were doing. It felt like it was all over the place. Yeah, I think I spent lots of the time just explaining the backstory rather than talking about the product, which is no-code, drag-and-drop app builder solution for everybody. So today we believe website building is easy and app building should be the same. So that's what Tomyo is. Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch is presented by Amazon Business for every organization at every stage of growth. Now, let's hear the next pitch. So realize that like on Amazon for um, underrepresented founders and mission-driven brands, the goal is for consumers who really want to vote with the wallets to easily discover and purchase from these brands. It's my personal passion to make this happen for other founders and other consumers who look like me. Your 60 seconds begins now. Going up. If you want your purchasing power to support your social values, be a sustainable BIPOC women-owned, where would you go? 70% of millennials and Gen Zs buy from brands aligned with their values, but they face a broken discovery process. Meanwhile, mission-driven brands from unrepresented founders struggle to get noticed. My company, Storyline, purchased these two needs and aggressively tapped into this $350 billion market. We're an online e-commerce marketplace for consumers to vote with their wallets through a unique community-driven shopping experience, AI-powered personalization, and advanced consumer analytics for accelerated revenue. In the last 90 days, we signed out 50 new brand partners and doubled our site traffic month-over-month month organically. With a new investment, we're on track to generate over uh, $250,000 $250, in the next 12 months. I'm a first-generation immigrant, daughter of a seamstress, five, and I four, went on to study at Harvard. Three, Today, I'm asking two, for 100K one. on a $5 million valuation. Time's up. Did she ever introduce herself? Does anybody know her name? I have no idea who she is. I'm quite <laughs> frankly not even sure what the business is. Yeah. I don't know who she is, but the business is a mission-driven marketplace for consumer products. Ah, I, I missed Maybe that Maybe I should piece pitch it. it. <laughs> My name is Kim. I have an amazing business opportunity. I, well, at least I know how much money she wants and what the valuation exactly. is. Exactly. Okay, it's time to vote. Well, it looks like Kim and Nicole want to hear more. Let's open the doors. Yes, thank you. Welcome to the boardroom. Hello. Hi, judges. We have one question before we get going. Mm -hmm. What is your name? You never introduced yourself. <laughs> Manette Yu. Welcome, Manette Yu. Thank you so much. So you had Nicole and Kim vote to bring you in. Nice. And I'm going to turn it over to them. Okay, so I am so excited about your business. Obviously, as a person of color and a first-generation immigrant, I applaud you. But my big question is that there are so many companies that have tried to build e-commerce mission-based businesses and they fail. Biggest issue being inventory and fulfillment. What is your solve for that to make Storyline different? So, so far we use a dropship model rather than a wholesale or retail model. So uh, with dropship, we take a percentage of the commission. So that's something I did not include in the 60 second pitch. I was hoping to elaborate a bit on that. Um, but in terms of like inventory, so that, that's why we don't handle the inventory on our end. Well, aren't you worried about people being able to maintain inventory because their issues become your issues? I think at some point um, that we'll need to purchase some inventory 
like take on a bit of the inventory risk. But so far, that's why we have been really ramping up taking on more brand partners, is that they can um, rise up and then meet those demands. I'm sort of with Nicole on this in that this is not a new idea. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's that old expression from poker that if you don't know who the sucker is, it's you. Uh -huh. And I'm wondering what evidence you have that actually your implementation of a mission-driven marketplace is going to be successful. You know, you're right. There's a lot of marketplaces. And to be honest, today you can open up a Shopify account. You can drop ship some products from Alibaba. I'm Chinese, so I can say that, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I mean, it's easy to do that nowadays. But what is not easy to do is to um, build a community around it and build loyalty. I mean, that's ultimately where the business is, is that we take in new customers and then we turn them into loyal customers who will come back and again and again. You're missing a step. Your strategy can't be, we're going to get customers and make them into loyal customers. Mm -hmm. That's the strategy for every single business in the world. Sure. How or why or what is different about this? The way we reach our target consumers, which are in this case usually women between age of 20 to 40, is through these loyalty programs and also the fact that we have a pretty big variety of items available for these target demographics is for them to come back and again and again. Minette, can we get into the numbers a little bit? What are you trying to do with this 100000 and how is it really going to take you to the next level? So the $100,000 is actually part of a larger angel round. So I'm raising a total of $500,000 for this case. And I've already signed on some investors from Amazon, PNG, and HubSpot. Uh, one other thing that makes us special is some of our technology in indexing the products, not just by you know the color of my shirt, or the type of um, clothes you're wearing, but also by social values. Kind of like in the Netflix model, we index, we label them, and then later on we learn how that works in terms of recommendation engine. So that's why we're bringing uh, engineers on board as part of that round. And in addition, of course, it's all about reaching the target audience. Right now, we've only been growing organically through word of mouth. But um, it's, it's a tech platform play. So do you have a partner that's already, do you have a key engineer hire? We rely on consultants and part-time um, employees at this point, but we do have someone who is the head of machine learning at Amazon, who is currently uh, one of my advisors. And I love hearing um, how wedded you are to it. Obviously, this has a personal connection to you, mm -hmm. but I mean, just like Kim said, it's the software that I think sounds the most interesting. Is that something that you'd be willing to break out if you're building that out in a proprietary way? Can I sell all that coding later? Because there's a lot of companies that'd be interested. Hmm, that's a really good question. I mean, I feel that that would be an open discussion. Okay. So the software piece is a pretty important piece because I was a founding partner manager for a company called Clavio. Mm -hmm. um, it's an automated email company for a lot of these direct-to-consumer brands. So, um, you know, B2B play is in my wheelhouse in terms of software. Um, and that's also all cool, is to collect data that these brands would not be able to get elsewhere and utilize those analytics for them to understand their target markets better. Well, we're at the point where it's either keep talking or make an offer. I mean, I love your passion and I love the purpose for the business. I think for me, it's just too early and without a partner that's an engineer or a CTO, it's very hard to make an investment because I love the tech angle and I think it's got a large opportunity. I'm out. I obviously really relate to everything that you've done here. I've built it up myself, I've bootstrapped first generation. Um, I respect and admire it, but I also, just like him, it's a little bit too early for me. I'm out.
So unlike Nicole and Kim, uh, you're not too early for me. In fact, okay. I love early stage businesses, but I would much rather have seen you be very narrowly focused on one particular small piece of what you're doing and demonstrate you've been able to get that to work. So I'm drawn in, but not enough to say yes, I'm sorry. Okay, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. You know, at the risk of putting my foot in my mouth, I'm actually a little cynical about mission-driven businesses where that's the sole differentiator. Sure. That can be one thing that gets added on, but you've got to have the goods, and I'm not sure uh, she it's did. It's impossible. Yeah. I think you said one of the key things before, Mark, is that you asked her how. She told you what she was planning on doing, but there was no real substance behind any of the how. And without a tech team, I think it's going to be a little bit challenging. So even though we're using the funds to hire it, that's not going to get you that Wasn't far. that an eye-opener? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you're doing it yourself? <laughs> wow. What were you most excited about when you came on the show today? Honestly excited about stepping outside of my comfort zone. I think it's a key ingredient in an entrepreneur to really step up to the challenge. So I haven't done this filming before. So for me, it's exciting just to be in a studio and to be able to share my message with a, with a larger audience. To me, that's really exciting. Oh yeah. On the next Entrepreneur Elevator Pitch. Well, it looks like money talks. <laughs> and is it capped? It will be uncapped. Ah, I can't do that. Uh, do it, uncapped. Ah. You said you'd never do it, but there's always a chance. <laughs> and to apply for season eight, go to entrepreneur.com slash elevator pitch.